It's game time. Spilling tea and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day Tea Podcast mm-hmm. with your host, my name, D. Hello, hello, hello. It is D. Gill here. Yes, it is the final Tuesday of February, Black History Month in the year 2022. And you know, I could not let this month go by without me shedding some light on some of the just athletes that inspired me and uh, their stories in uh, black history and as far as far as going with like lgbtq sports and uh, what they mean to our community and i want to share some of these uh names as you will and some of their stories and i have one uh young lady that that recently did a darn thing that is uh has not identified as LGBTQ, but I would not do her justice without mentioning her, her name. However, before I get into this list, if you missed any of my past episodes, please go to www.thegamedayt or your favorite podcast host, Spotify, Apple, wherever search out sports and the Game Day T. And while you're at it, listen to all the past episodes and all my other co-host episodes from Out Sports: The Transporter Room, Third Structure Out, Sports Kiki. Five rings to rule them all. What else we got here? I mean, it's, it's it's just the list goes on and on and on and on. LGBT in the ring, so it you will never never run out of LGBTQ sports content if you listen to our podcast. Anyways, today, like I said, celebrating the stories of Black history um, and LGBTQ sports. First, I want to start off with Jason Collins. Um, yes, you might say, oh, Jason Collins, Jay's He's coming out already, but Jason is still uh, a hero to me because he played play for one of my favorite teams, which is the Atlanta Hawks. But uh, the former Boston Celtics, Brooklyn Nets, Atlanta Hawks center, uh, he played in the NBA, came out in 2013, basically shocking everyone. Because if you see Jason, you're like, there's no way, right? He has that just that look about him. Big center NBA guy. You're thinking, no, no, there's no way he could be gay. Well, he was the first openly gay athlete to come out in the four pro major U.S. sports. Uh, and, and now he's a huge LGBTQ sports advocate for athletes everywhere. And it's uh, you, you can't basically type in an article. You can't, you can't type in LGBTQ sports advocate and not see his picture <laughs> pop up. So, uh, Jason... You 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 are doing the darn thing, sir. Uh, next, we have Fallon Fox. So Fallon, when she first came out, it was an uproar. One may want to know why, because she was uh, the first trans mixed martial arts athlete uh, to come out, and this was in 2013. And she was inducted into the National Gay and Lesbian Sports Hall of Fame. However, the girls weren't having it, honey. The girls were not having it they were like oh there's no way she can compete it was like it was such a huge issue do yourself a favor and google Fallon Fox controversy it was just one of the most talked about things you you all think that the whole uh subject of trans athletes right now is bad which it is but when Fallon came out honey it was terrible it was terrible all these people had all these uninformed non-scientific back um 
what do you want comments if, if you want to say if you want to say and, and it was just really really informative to be in her shoes and just to say bump it I don't care I'm going to compete anyways in my sport this is who I am and baby did a damn thing inducted to the gay and lesbian sports hall of fame you don't get into that without being good hello or being a trailblazer in your field Wade Davis former NFL cornerback I, I chose Wade because uh, not, not too many people have heard of Wade. He's a former NFL quarterback, played in the league for nine years. Uh, he came out after he uh, left the NFL, and um, he, he was, there was an interview where he admitted to bullying another gay kid in high school just to cover up his own sexuality. And it got me to thinking how I was bullied in high school by certain, certain, certain guys, and it's just like they always say the loudest ones have the most to hide. And it kind of doesn't make sense when you say, because from the outside looking in, right, you see some, some guy getting bullied. You're like, there's no way he's being gay. He's bullying that kid for being gay. But it's time after time after time after time. Just these guys end up coming out later in life. And it's like, you were that miserable, that, you know, upset about your own sexuality that you have to bully other people and make their lives more miserable. Like, you literally have to make somebody else's life more miserable than yours because you can't accept your life, how miserable your current life is. Anyways, but he came out, and what made him change his tune is that, you know, he's, he likes sports, so he joined a rec league, uh, LGBTQ, a gay rec league, and it changed his whole perspective. He came out, and now he's an LGBTQ athlete. You know, he regrets what he did, you know. There's, growing up in the black community, it's not okay to be gay. It's not okay to be lesbian. It's, it's not okay to be trans. It's, it's not okay to be bi. It's, it's just not okay. And so, you know, especially when he was growing up and his era, man. You know, I, but I I feel bad. If anybody listening to this, if you know anybody that's bullying these kids out here that is a part of our community, tell them to stop. Tell them to stop. Pat them on the hand. Anyways, Brittany Griner. Now, if, if you listen to any of my past episodes, you know I love me some Brittany Griner. All six, nine of her. She is such a phenomenal athlete. Uh, 2013 WNBA first round draft pick. I mean, I chose her to be day because she's such a decorated Olympian athlete and like a, just a pillar for like just domination in your sport. Like, yes, yeah, six, nine in WNBA, you're going to have advantages, right? But it's just like it's still dominating. So like the people like her don't come around that often in the NBA and in, in sports in general that just dominate the sports. I'm thinking Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan. Like she she's when she's done playing, she'll be recognized as one of the all time greatest WNBA players. And so let me just tell you some of her accomplishments that she has already. <laughs> She's a WNBA champion, a seven-time WNBA All-Star, two-time WNBA scoring champ, three-time All-WNBA first team, and, this, and the list goes on and on and on. The only woman to have 2,000 points and 500 blocks. And she's an open lesbian. <laughs> Gag. You know, like, like I, I love it when the members of the LGBTQ community just dominate their sport. Because it shows you, it shows a lot of people that think we shouldn't be playing because of our sexuality. That not only can we play, we actually are pretty damn good. Uh, <laughs> and I, I got to give a shout out 
to my other girls and that are playing in the NBA or that have played in the NBA that I just a totally adore right now is Angel McCartney who played a long time for the Atlanta Dream. Um, Ty Young, y'all see probably seen her on Love and Hip Hop with her or her wife Mimi Foss and uh, Candace Parker. All out and proud who they are in our in the LGBTQ community. And I just I just love their personalities. Um, it, it's just they just make me smile every time I see them. I follow them on Instagram. Girl, ladies, if you ever want to check your DMs, um, I would love to have you on the show one day. <laughs> uh, so so if anybody knows them, reach out to them for me. Like, hey, D. Gill from uh, the Game Day T. He he really wants to interview you all. Please let up. Please hook your brother up. <laughs> Anywho, uh, move right along. Going to the NFL, back to the NFL, Rosa Okun, former NFL player, came out as bisexual in 2019, which is pretty big because he was kind of act, still active, even though he was a free agent. Nobody picked him up. Um, so, it, 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 it was a big story at the time, though. It was like, what? This football player is, is like, he's still active and he's out? And, but it got me to thinking, what was another story that, that recently in the NFL you know, from uh, uh, African American, that we need to celebrate because it was very monumental at the time, and that was Michael Sam. Do you all remember Michael? So M- Michael Sam came out before his draft. He didn't wait till after he got drafted. He came out before his draft, and he was all SEC. Had ten sacks his senior year at the University of Missouri. Like he was really, really good. So. He came out all these questions at the combine about his sexuality and they drilled him honey they drilled him like about his sexuality and guess what y'all he ended up going in the seventh round to the uh now los angeles rams i think they were still in st louis at the time and it raised a lot of eyebrows because i mean he was he had he probably not come out he probably would have went in the first or second round like that's how dominant he was in college and he went all the way in the seventh, and not just the top of the seventh round. It was kind of like middle, end of the seventh round. And he bounced around. There's some practice squads, some Dallas Cowboys, and everything. I just don't feel like he got his shot. And they came out and said, analysts, football analysts said, you know, he dropped that low because he's only six two and two hundred sixty one pounds at a defensive end spot. He's not really like a. He's like kind of a tweener at the position. You really want to have people that are like six four, six five. You know, like playing that position. But then. You know me, I do my research. <laughs> There's a lot of productive pass rushers in the NFL that are 6'2", 6'3", mm-hmm. and, and weigh less than 261. Because you cannot tell me that it was a, a just his height and weight. We all know what the T was. Anyways, I cannot end this episode without naming uh, some of the uh, black Olympic participants in the 2021 Olympics. Uh, we had what, 186 Olympians uh, fully come out to play the most ever out Olympians at the Olympics, and I would it just would not be me if I didn't name their names and give them recognition in Black History Month. So here, here we go: Chelsea Gray, Brittany Griner, Rashida Ellis, Kristen Thomas, Marjorie Dido, uh, Kadesha Buchanan, Michelle Lee Ahi, Erica Bugard, Raven Sounders. If I mispronounced your name, I'm so so sorry, but I did want to give a shout out to these ladies and and then as we close out this episode just remember that it the reason why we have to have this month at all is because of history that we have had in our you know community 
uh, not only the LGBTQ community, but the African-American community. And uh, it's, it's good to be celebrated. It's good to be recognized. And uh, reach out to your, your black friends and say, hey, you know, happy Black History Month. It would mean the world to them. It'd probably be unexpected because we don't really get that from our friends. But talk, have a conversation. Talk about it. Let's see where the conversation goes. Anyways, as always, I enjoy talking to you all every Tuesday. I get a chance. If you want to reach out to me, my Instagram is DGILTM. Twitter, DGILTM. Uh, the Game Day T on Twitter and Instagram. Please, please, please reach out to me. Interact with me. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what you want to hear. As always, be true, be you, and be fierce. Take care.